0: Racing. Green light, they're set to go. Green light's on. Set for a start.
1: Kablens is holding on. Cut flory for Kablens. But it is all heart style Rico and he is going to absolutely bolt the Melbourne Cup in. Yes, hello and welcome aboard the Green Light On Premier Racing podcast. Taking a look at Greyhound Racing at the Meadows tomorrow night, March the 5th. We're bouncing back off a massive week, obviously. Last night, Sandown Park strong program of racing. It was a bit of a a tough one on the tip, but uh, our guest, our special guest on Inside Info, James Shaw, was able to get us out with uh, numerology running a place, which was the uh, the recommended wager, and his other greyhound, Krabby Yabby, filling a filling a hole at about eight dollars a place. So he uh, he definitely saved the day. Hey, if you're wanting to know more about greyhound racing here in Victoria, you can follow them on the socials. They're everywhere: Facebook, Twitter. And of course, they're on Instagram as well. So search Greyhound Racing Victoria. And of course, you can go to the website as well, grv.org.au for all you need to know. Well, it's time to uh, turn our attention to what happened last week at the Meadows on what was one hell of a meeting. Run of the Week. Now, Run of the Week, you would expect to be one of the two Group 1 wins. And we will touch on those in just a moment, but... It was actually a greyhound who raced in an earlier race, race four to be precise, a greyhound by the name of Ariane Bale, and she didn't even win her race. She finished fourth, but I thought the run was big, and and this is how she finished fourth on Saturday night.
0: Set to go, Mapunga Mustang, in box five as the favourite. They're set, racing... The Punga Mustang at the centre jumped away fairly well, away fast there. Paddy's Marv on the inside. Mapunga Mustang drifting back as they go to the back straight now. And Paddy's Marvel, the leader, four lengths in front. Aston Merritt up to second. Four or five lengths where then came Love the City over on the inside. Then Tigalong Gas followed further back here by Aston Lights. And well back in the race there would have been Ariane Bale followed further back then by Mapunga Mustang and Gold Skull Tula. Turning for home though. Moving up on the outside there. Aston Merritt went up and took the lead. Aston Merritt is first round. It's trying to hang on flying. Love the City. Love the City. I think along
1: so there she was, Pat- Ariane Bale, did hit the line really, really well. Uh, I, I caught this Greyhound running such a-, a fast section home, around the 12 seconds flat, and and that signifies to me that this is a Black Book runner by Feral Frankie out of a pretty promising litter. Uh, not only that, that, that run home suggests that a, a career for Ariane Bayer will, will more than most most likely happen over more ground, potentially the the, the 600 metres and beyond. So just one to, to Black Book from Saturday night. And, of course, Love This City, well done to to, to Daniel Powell and, and the team up there, up near Bendigo. They've done a great job for, for a long time and, and cracked it for a, a, a big win there. So, Daniel and Bev, well done with, uh, with Love This City who stormed home to a big win in the country championship. Well, let's turn this... Show now in a bit of a different direction from run of the week to some of the group ones in review, and we'll start by having a look at the fantabale superstars.
0: Superstars for the tab, they're set racing. And the favourite there, Mapunga Ruby, is one of the first in the stride, going up fast there. Fernando's Quest now took the lead by two or three. Mapunga Ruby, third over to the insiders, mixed recall, and they were followed then by Sir Truculent. Bexmanelli, followed by Orca. Second last there, Flying out in the trailer, is Overflow Lisa. turning in the back on the final round, and it's Fernando's Quest, the leader, three in front. Mapunga Ruby going it after it, five lengths away. Then came Sir Truckland, who's third, followed by Orca. Then came mixed recall, followed by Bexmanelli, then Flying Latin and Overflow Lisa, coming off the back straight Mpunga Ruby, the favourite, stormed to the lead and raced away six out in front. Fernando's Quest followed further back then by Orca and Sir Trachlan. But up the home straight, Mpunga Ruby giving a great display in the fan of our Bolts in Orca second, third, close. Sir Trachlan... If
1: you and- wrote a script for Mpunga Ruby, that's exactly how you would have pictured that race, with Fernando's Quest leading... Mpunga Ruby getting to second. It, it couldn't have been any better And to have Jeff Britton on the show last week and then have her race the way she did. 42.125 she recorded. Uh, and just, just proving that she is so, so far ahead of the, the the chasing pack when it comes to stayers in this country. So well done, Mpunga Ruby. She's been the dominant stayer for a little bit now and, and she gets a, a big Group 1 win. And, and to win a Group 1 by almost nine lengths, it was a, a bit like Aston Rupee, wasn't it? And speaking of Aston Rupee, 29.385 in the following race that was just about the run of the night really in the Australian Cup consolation such a, a mammoth performance he, he bolted in and, and that's just what Aston Rupee can do when he gets that clear run early uh, he's simply jet propelled the Australian Cup was the big one of the night $450,000 in prize money was always going to be an interesting race. La La Kiwi's been knocking on the door of a a massive Group 1 win. Of course, she was runners-up in the Melbourne Cup. She's been knocking on the door, and and she finally broke through with a a wonderful all-of-the-way win in the Australian Cup.
0: Lua Rowling, they're about to go. They're set... Ready. Lala Kiwi jumps smartly in box number four. Going be one of the leaders settling down with Paddy One's pass on the outside. Followed then by Immunity third. Going to the back straight. It's Lala Kiwi down on the inside and Paddy One's Pats. They're two out in front of Immunity. Next to the outside, Titan Blazer followed by Gypsy Bun A gap in the race. Daphs to send well back as Zippy Tesla. Orlando with the tower coming off the back straight, though. It's Lala Kiwi the leader. A length for the half clear. Paddy One's Pats second leg. Turn for home, though. Lala Kiwi nicely out in front. Lala Kiwi wins the Australian Cup second as Paddy Wants-Pats. It's close for third. Gypsy, Barnard, Daff's descent on the outside. Followed by Sippy, Tesla behind them. Then came Orlando.
1: Huge win, Lala Kiwi. Well-deserved win and, and an unbelievable chaining achievement as well from uh, from Team Daily, finishing first, third, fourth and fifth. So if it wasn't for Paddy Wants-Pats running the race of his life, it may well have been an Andrea Daly first four. So well done to Team Daily. Well done to Corey Heinrich as well, who we had on the show last week. And we we're all cheering for Lala Kiwi and she got the job done in in, in such dominant style as well. Uh, Patty wants Pat's probably almost the run of the race. He was uh, he was so good running into second placing. Now, just recapping a couple of the other races of the night. The, the Vic Bread final for fifth graders. Aston Tango, after missing the kick, was a, a really impressive win when he got the room. The, the Breeders' maiden final went to Plantiff for Jason Thompson there. There were definitely a, a few hard luck stories in the race, but Plantiff was impressive from the inside. Uh, we touched on Love This City in the championship final. Huge runner. I was just taken by Ariane Bale, who ran fourth in that race, taking nothing away from the winner. Special Event 600 went to Jarek Bale. It was as Expected. Well, I feel from that race, though, it's going to pay to follow Kalinda Patty. When she gets to 700, uh, she could be as good as Mpunga Ruby, if not better. So keep a close eye on her. And we touched on the, the other three big ones the Oz Cup, the Super Superstayers, and the Consolation, which went to Aston Rupee. Saturday's Preview. Saturday night racing the Meadows under the bright lights of the MGRA. And we've got uh, 12 races to sort through here. And I think we've got a couple of winners on the... uh on the form guide as well. Race one, I'm pretty keen here on number one to kick it off, Zamina Bale. Last two runs, both here, both from awkward draws and have been really encouraging runners-up efforts on both occasions. So gets the advantage of box one, not the the strongest race and maybe a race that lacks a little bit of early speed. So from box one, looks a, a huge player here. Race two, I'm going three, a red reactor. I, I have my run of the week, Greyhound, my, my black booker, Ariane Bale, drawn seven here, but I think Ariane Bale's going to be worth waiting for. When she gets to 600 meters, so we'll go with Red Reactor number three, who finished second in the uh, the Breeders' Final, and uh, I, I just like this greyhound can put himself into the race, and that might be the difference compared to Ariane Vale, who from sevens going to need luck, but will be hitting the line hard. Race three off gone value five, Orson Avery on top, marked an eighteen dollar. Uh, chance in the watchdog form guide, I think, can run a, a real cheeky race. Race four going with number one, Gypsy Bunn, has, has just hit a purple patch of form and uh, should be hard to beat. It's a good race though. Kaheem Bale's strong, Mr. Fixit, never far away, and, and Dafsa sent fourth in the Oz Cup last week, drawn seven. Race five, now this is a restricted win final, 600 metres. I'm going three, Aston Marvel. I just think he can get a little bit stronger than what he was here at that 600-metre debut last week. He went 8.89 early, which is scorching. So if he can reproduce that, he can be on the speed and there for a very long way. Over then to race number six, I'm going... Three, Grace's Spirit. She's become a little bit of a money muncher, though, hasn't she? Uh, never, ever too far away. But because she is a slow beginner, she relies a touch of luck every time she goes around to, to get the job done. And, and I think from box three, look, this could be a race. There's a bit of class out wide, but at the end of 600, a few of them will be getting tired, and I think that's where Grace's Spirit does her best work. Race number seven, my best bet of the program here, number two, Devil 16. I think the Sharp Kennel couldn't have drawn better They've drawn boxes one, two and seven. You take out Hadouken, he's drawn poorly because he wants the rail. But I think the red leads, kiss your lips... Devil sixteen will lob second, and if that's the case through the first corner, I'd be fairly confident Devil sixteen's going to prove too good. So race seven, number two, Devil sixteen, the best bet of the program. Race eight, good quality mix four and five staying event. We're going with Four Houdat Diver on top. We're going to have uh, Emma Bowles' partner on the show shortly, uh, Lockie Scott. So we'll get to know a little bit more about uh, the chances of Houdat Diva. He's no stranger to the show either, Lockie Scott. He's uh, an avid listener. We've had him on once before, and, and he's going to give us the inside info on his kennel in just a moment. Race nine, we're going three, Webleck Flair on top. Webleck Flair uh, should be hitting the line really hard, but he's going to need a little bit of luck from the draw. Race ten, we're going five, Robbie Rottenwell. Just beautifully placed. Comes up in a fifth grade, won the Warrigal Cup just recently, and then since then has been. Unlucky in a heat of the Oz Cup before a, a really dominant win at Sheppard and proving that he's going as good as ever. Race 11, I'm going number three, Kanji Height. He's been showing good speed in good races. Back to a fifth grade, looks well placed. And race 12, I think Joshy Formosa's in for a, a nice old race here. He's got uh, Paint Peeler in one, good to go two. Both really talented greyhounds. I'm leaning to Paint Peeler uh, since joining the, the Formosa kennel, has been absolutely jet propelled. And that win at Sandown on Sunday although it was a, a rankings-class race, that the win was was bigger than it looks on paper, was checked about a, a couple of times in the run and and just kept getting better as the race went on. So I was taken by that. Although the, the 5.25 is going to be a little bit shorter, I think Paint Peeler can run really, really well and I think Joshy Formosa might go close to quinella the last race of the night. Inside Info. And a man who's just completely taking over—not this segment, but all segments of the Green Light on Premier Racing podcast—is Lockie Scott. He's on the on the line again. My co-host, Lockie, how are you, mate?
2: Yeah, good yourself, James. I'm
1: good. Are you enjoying being a, a key pillar of the Green Light on Premier Racing podcast?
2: Yeah, yeah, no, it's really good getting to chat to you. And it's, yeah, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> you forced me <laughs> last
1: week, mate, into making Huda uh, Diva the run of the week. I think rightfully so, though. You must have been pretty happy with their run.
2: Yeah, no, nah, she, she was a super runner. Like, run home time was very impressive. We are really happy with the way she's going. We had a bit of a chat post-race.
1: Sandown Parker are, are releasing the data on their website and on their socials of the... I guess you could call it like a, almost a bit of a sectional breakdown. If you, if you jump on the website, you'll see what we mean. And, and it, it gives you a a run home for each and every greyhound and breaks their, their race down into to sections and, and we were just having a look at, at just how strong who that diva was and, and how far ahead her her closing sections were. You must have been pleased with that and you must be a bit disappointed, Lockie, that they, they don't race the marathon over the 958 anymore because on that, she'd be pretty hard to beat. Yeah,
2: exactly right, James. I was only telling everyone about that the other day. I said, if it was the 850-900 metre race, she'd just about <laughs> be unbeatable, that bitch, because Run home times are just yeah, incredible.
1: There is there is one race in New Zealand called the Silver Collar. Uh, the Duke of Edinburgh Silver Collar. It's over seven hundred and seventy nine metres. Obviously, with the way the world is at the moment, it might be a bit of a challenge to get over there, but that might be something you might have to take a look at. Lucky seven hundred and seventy nine metres. It's a group one. They they'd be they'd be all out trying to beat the likes of the Hoodat Diva and Chandlin Kim, I reckon.
2: Yeah, that'd be pretty handy over that distance, James. But yeah, we thought the world the way is at the moment We'll just concentrate in Australia, I think. Yeah,
1: I think it's probably probably a wise decision, mate. Hey, uh, just before we take a look at uh, the inside info for who, that diva and how we're... Her last week's gone. I just wanted to quickly touch base on Shanlin Kim. She made a resumption uh, at the Meadows a couple of days ago. I clocked her run home about 11.97, which is, is just about as, as good as they go over the 500 metres. You must have been pleased with that, that first run back from a spell. And you mentioned a couple of weeks ago she wasn't too far away, and, and she wasn't too far away at all, was she?
2: Yeah, no, she's gone, she's gone through, but she trialled there the other week and she ran home in 11.93. So we knew she was going good. They've just... Same as the sisters, got to get a run into the race behind them and, and very hard to hold out because they're, they're all very strong, the whole litter.
1: I'm going to put the pressure on you here, Lockie. I, I think Shanlin Kim's the best dog in that litter. Where, where do you sit her in, in amongst uh, the, the others? There's the, the boy who can run as well and obviously Houdat Diva, but I, I think if you get an unimpeded throw at the stumps with Shanlin with Kim, I, I think she could be better than Houdat Diva when she gets to 700 metres.
2: Yeah, I think, I think they're all different. I think Shanlin Hunt is probably the quickest out of them on raw ability, but he's very green and got to learn. But I think Shanlin Kim, once she steps over 700, hundred, will be very exciting because she's probably going to more likely lead up near the front and, and she's going to be strong. And I don't think they'd be able to run her down.
1: I agree. I agree, one hundred percent. And uh, oh, look, I think she's got that little bit more speed than what Houdat Diva does. But speaking of Houdat Diva, she goes around race eight, number four. Uh, about a nine-day break between runs from her effort at Sandown Park. How are those? Uh, how are those nine days gone? And and what do you do in, in in nine days between runs with a with a stay? Does she does she gallop? Does she trial? What 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 what's the the training regime? I guess for Houdat Diva in that time.
2: Yeah, no, with her she just. She works up the straight super, so we just let her go, and she'll run up and back, which is about 800 metres beside the bike, and the whole litter they do a well, and that's how they work, and they're just, just natural about it. So she's just had two runs up the straight, and that's all she'll need into that race.
1: And you recently moved uh, properties, and obviously having that kind of facility to have a, what is it, 400 metres straight, r- roughly, it must be uh, it must be uh, very, very rewarding to have that and, and make things a, a lot easier.
2: Yeah, 100%. a huge advantage for us, having that at our disposal. Like, our dogs have never been fitter. Um, and, yeah, it's, just a, it's a huge advantage. A lot of maintenance to keep it up, but you get the rewards at the other end too. Exactly right, mate. Hey, uh, is there any other
1: youngsters coming through in the kennel that we should be keeping an eye on?
2: Uh, only probably that windy storm. He's in the Shep Classic on Saturday night. We just, just want him to begin. And if he begins, he, he'll be half a chance. He can run really good times, that young pup, but just young. And inexperienced, um, and I thought uh, who that crumble at um, the meadow. She wasn't a bad run to the first corner and just got taken out wide. Like she's just starting to show a little bit of ability, so she might be one to follow.
1: Mate, you've given us uh, more than we asked for, which I'm oh, very grateful. We've got plenty to follow. So that's Hudak Crumble. Uh, obviously, uh, Windy Storm, who's drawn the yellow in the Shepparton Classic tomorrow night. They're the two that, that we're going to keep a, a close eye on, mate. All the best. Uh, it's going to be a, a pretty big weekend for you, racing at the Meadows and also at Shep. I've actually got one in at Shepparton tomorrow uh, night, so I'll be up there. We might have to catch up for a, a cold one on the bar, I reckon.
2: Yeah, that sounds good. I reckon
1: it's your shout. As always, great to have uh, Lockie Scott on the show. He, he's almost become the co-host. We're hearing from him that uh, that regularly, but he, yeah, look, I guess it means he's going well, doesn't it? Who uh, that diva's flying? Shadlin Kim. Can't wait to see when she gets up over a little bit more ground as well. That's all we have for you on the Green Light On Premier Racing podcast for another week. Hope you've enjoyed uh, the last couple of episodes. We'll be back taking a look at Sandown Park next week. But until then, punters, safe travelling, happy punting as always, and enjoy the weekend with plenty of winners at the Meadows.